worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. Today, the Minister of Agriculture discusses a new high-tech seeding company setting up shop in Saskatchewan. David Merritt also discusses the added soil moisture from this week's snowfall. As well, the province also introduces some policies to improve rural veterinary services. Real Agriculture discusses the challenges of finding adequate farm labor. Ryston area farmer Lee Motes discusses the impact from this week's snow on soil moisture as well. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Babo outlines 10 years of support for supply-managed poultry farmers as compensation for concessions made in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And we have our weekly cattle market summary from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Saskatchewan government is welcoming Clean Seed Capital Group to the province. Clean Seed is setting up a plant in Saskatoon to assemble a high-tech seeder for farmers. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says Clean Seed will benefit from Saskatchewan's Commercial Innovation Incentive Program. Well, it really is. It's a, it's a company that's really going to uh, look at, obviously, the electronics and, and really machine assembly about precision seeding and that whole aspect around that. And we're excited about it because, obviously, that just leads to New technology, new opportunity for the ag sector, but they'll be dealing with with all of that side of it. And I think it's important for us to recognize that, you know, the province of Saskatchewan companies here have really been leading edge on direct seeding and those types of things. And now we're even starting to see, you know, where farmers are putting two crops in the same field at the same time and, and harvesting two different crops. So the opportunities, I think, are just endless on where this is going to go, Jim. It really does allow the opportunity for the ag industry to grow and achieve some goals that we're really trying to get to by 2030. And by setting up in Saskatchewan, they qualify for some tax breaks? Yeah, that's uh, something new. And uh, really, Minister Harrison's uh, Ministry of Trade and Export has really developed a good one. It's called Saskatchewan Commercial Innovation Incentive, first of its kind in, in North America. And really, it is a growth tax and uh, gives the companies the opportunity to really come here and succeed and gives them opportunity uh, in that side of it. So, uh, And it's not just a one- or two-year deal. It's a 10-year deal 
that uh, works out for them. But it really allows us as a province to attract these companies that obviously are going to hire some uh, very high-skilled people and grow their business as well, but really also help us grow the ag industry to where we want to get to, Jim. Now, I also want to ask about the snowfall we've had this week. Your thoughts, what it will mean for uh, this year's crop? Well, I mean, every bit of moisture we get right now is a blessing, is is something we really do need. I know not all parts of the province have seen this, but some uh, parts of the province have seen a substantial amount, uh, you know, even around Regina here. But, you know, I know down in, in our part of the world, we did receive some last night as well. So it's good to see that. We're obviously, you know, the, we're concerned about it, especially now we're into April. And especially from the livestock side, Jim, for the pastures and the hay fields is is obviously concerning to us. We do have the programs in place that we feel really can accommodate uh, the ag sector through this. And, you know, we'll make be making sure that those programs are made available to everybody here in, in Saskatchewan. have to ask the obvious question, is it enough? Jim, uh, no, it's... I, th- I think it's a it's a good it's a good start. I think in in many cases it's going to allow, obviously from the grain side, it's going to give us some moisture to you know to get the crop going, and we'll obviously need more during the growing season. For the livestock guys, I, I'm hoping that you know we can see some significant moisture in here to to green up the pastures and at, at least get the hay fields started in that aspect too. Uh, April is a critical month for the livestock folks. It really is. Obviously, we're concerned about water runoff, and uh, especially where those uh, ranchers are are using uh, runoff water as a main source of water. So we do have programs in place. Uh, you know, one I'm very proud of is the Farm and Ranch Water Infrastructure Program, that really allows farmers and ranchers the opportunity to access some funds to eliminate their water source issues and give them some long-term sustainable water. Coming up, the Agriculture Minister discusses efforts to encourage more rural veterinarians. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The Saskatchewan government has outlined a number of initiatives to improve veterinary services in rural areas of the province. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the initiatives include the development of a new virtual option to train registered veterinary technologists in rural and remote Saskatchewan. It was an issue that we really wanted to deal with, and I really do want to thank uh, the Minister of Advance, Minister Mikowski, uh, and working uh, with me on this one and working it through. But really through his ministry, we got this one uh, to a place I think is very good. Obviously, what it does, it allows three things, Jim. It allows uh, a virtual opportunity to train uh, registered veterinary technologists in rural and remote Saskatchewan. I think that's a key one as well, because for a lot of these uh, young folks, uh, men and women, they're usually local. They're, they're in the area, and they're trying to get this. Obviously, get these certificates for to be a tech, vet tech, as it's called, and uh, it just gives the opportunity for virtual training on that. So the other ones uh, we did is obviously a loan forgiveness program, similar to we did with nurses as, as well to new grads who practice in rural and remote areas of the province. So it's the same level there. And the other thing we did, and I, I really want to um, thank the minister on this one. Three of the 20 seats at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine will be prioritized admission of students who are more likely to work in large animal, mixed animal practices in rural Saskatchewan. And I think that's a key. What we're, we're seeing, obviously, uh, if we want to grow the livestock sector to where we want to get to by 2030, it's obviously going to be a, it's a big number. 
We are obviously going to need the vet out in rural Saskatchewan to help help us grow that livestock sector to where we wanted to get to, and they can really help us in that regard. So that's the three key things that uh, I really want to thank Minister Mikowski for helping deliver that through his ministry and to really help the agriculture sector here, especially the livestock sector in rural Saskatchewan. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. We're now going to talk about farm labor and some of the challenges that are in the market, you know, pre-COVID and and COVID kind of maybe some would say probably accelerated some of the things that we are seeing. Kara Oosterhouse of Real Agriculture had a conversation with Deb Hauer. She is with the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council. Talk about some of the impacts uh, COVID-19 has had on the agricultural sector, especially when it comes to labor shortages. Certainly. Uh, we did uh, some research over the winter time with agricultural producers and re- released a report this past week about the effects of COVID-19 on the agriculture workforce. So uh, what we found was that agriculture outperformed the Canadian economy in 2020. So uh, altogether across Canada, GDP was down about 5%. However, the in agriculture, GDP increased by 7%. So uh, our production in the industry uh, leapt ahead. However, uh, that, that increase in production masked labor shortages, uh, ongoing labor shortages, and also those specific to COVID-19. So we found that uh, the uh, COVID-19 cost the agriculture industry, and that's production agriculture on farm only, $2.9 billion or 4.2% of sales. Um, This this, uh, was, um, the effects were uneven across agriculture. So some parts of agriculture had very little in the way of effects and some were very, very strongly affected. Okay, so elaborate on that. What what parts of the industry were more affected than, than others? Uh, we found that horticulture of all types were very much affected, uh, mainly because they rely on labor to the largest extent of uh, other sectors. So for example, uh, grain and oilseed sector are very highly mechanized if you are missing a body on your farm, you have a high uh, effect. There's a big effect on that farm. However, across the industry, it, there was less of an, uh, an effect. In horticulture, they rely on a lot of people. And uh, that was, uh, that was uh, the big one on the crop side. On the animal side, beekeepers told us that they are, were also in dire straits. They also rely a lot on temporary foreign workers and had difficulties bringing temporary foreign workers in and also the poultry and egg sector. Now, I know there's also some stats out there of Canadians and apply, there, there just seemed to be a lack of Canadians applying for these jobs too. Do you want to elaborate on what you guys found there? Absolutely. So of the employers that said that they had labor shortages, um, they said that they told us that they had experienced fewer Canadian applicants than they normally get. So uh, generally, they tell us that there are a few Canadian applications. Um, in previous research we've had, 
one in three farmers who have a, 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 an empty position find that they receive zero Canadians applying for those jobs. And uh, in 2020, it was worse. Wow. So what sorts of things are we doing to, you know, is there anything we can be doing to kind of attract more Canadians to these jobs? You know, uh, it makes me think of the commercials that where uh, there's a big red button that's called the easy button and you just press it and poof, you're, uh, yeah, yes, right, your, your problems are gone. There is no easy button for uh, labor issues in agriculture. There are a variety of issues that are leading to this, uh, this the workforce challenges in agriculture and there, I think, would be uh, needed a variety of different solutions. So, one is to be uh, looking at how to get more people into the industry. And traditionally, uh, if you needed somebody to work on your farm, you would go to other people in your community and you say, hey, I have a job open and there might be uh, the neighbor's kid down the, down the road or there might be somebody who's retired that could help out seasonally. Uh, those people in your community are fewer and farther between. Uh, so that's that's one aspect. So it's important for people to be thinking outside the box or outside the agriculture tent as to who else might be able to come and work on the farm. Perhaps people from other sectors, um, people who are not from your community and to be encouraged, being looking outside the box a little bit about bringing people in. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, the outlook is for cloudy sky with 30% chance of flurries and risk of freezing drizzle. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, plus 1. And the low, minus 5. Thursday, mainly cloudy. 30% chance of flurries in the morning, clearing in the afternoon. Winds up to 15K. The high, plus 4 for Thursday. The low, minus 7. Friday, partly cloudy and more snow will be melting if there's any left. The high is forecast at plus 8 for Friday, the low minus 4. Saturday, sunny, the high 10, the low 0. Sunday, cloudy, 30% chance of flurries or rain showers. The high plus 4 Sunday, the low minus 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 4, the low minus 5. Tuesday, sunny and getting closer to normal of a high of 9. The normal high for this date, 12, the normal low, minus 2. The sun rose at 6.06 this morning. It sets at 7.51 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Meadow Lake up north at 8 degrees. The cold spot in the south country, Rock Glen at minus 5. Estevan is minus 3. Saskatoon, plus 3. Swift Current, minus 2. Weyburn, minus 4. Yorkton, minus 3. Regina has... Some very light snow. It's mostly just overcast. I don't see any snow falling right here right now. It's minus 2. That's 29 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northeast at 9. Humidity is 64%. The barometer rising, 103.5. Cloudy and moose jaw, minus 1. Winds are from the north-northwest at 5. Once again, Regina, light snow, minus 2. It's 29 Fahrenheit. 
Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Parts of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt received much-needed moisture this week. Snowfall amounts in the southern Grain Belt were generally 15 to 20 centimeters or more in several locations. Rice to area farmer Lee Moats says the soil was extremely dry before the snowfall in his area. He farms about 50 kilometers southeast of Regina. It was very dry. Our, our growing season last year, we had... I, I think right around five inches of rain from April 1st till the end of the season. So so very low level of rainfall. We had a pretty good crop considering the rain we had. But going into the winter, it was quite dry, and our snowfall was really very limited. So uh, you know, almost zero runoff this spring. And, uh, you know, it created some concern. Is it Kind of the question is, is it going to rain or snow or not? And... Uh, Fortunately, it has. Moat says it's hard to measure the snowfall, but accumulations are about eight inches of snow, and it will soak into the soil. Based on the uh, snow melt that we had had from our tree rows and so on, where snow accumulates, it almost it almost didn't get very far away from the the the, the tree row because the you know the soil is just a big sponge and very dry, sucking everything up. And uh, that'll be the case with this snow. I don't expect there'll be any runoff and uh, it'll recharge that soil surface and, and, and maybe make it a very nice condition for seeding in this spring. Moats says the moisture will ensure seeding gets off to a pretty good start. We're pretty optimistic that we're going to have a, a nice, uh, nice soil moisture condition to seed into, and, and it has the added benefit of uh, our really significant concern about fire risk uh, is abated uh, because now we've, we've got moisture and things are, are not so tinder dry. Moats doesn't expect any major changes to seeding plans. The moisture, though, boosts farm optimism. You know, the big crop failures that we've had have have had to do with not being able to get the crop out of the ground. And in this case, you know, I think right where we are and further east, that that concern is is, uh, very much reduced now, so that bodes well. We've also had a series of years where we've had very low rainfall, and we're still able able to produce uh, an average or, or even above average crop. So I think those those things give us a lot of optimism. Uh, we know that the forecast, uh, you know, differs quite a little bit from from the reality. We've gone through a whole year here where it almost never rained uh, relative to what the forecast called for. So you know maybe that'll be in reverse. Maybe we'll get some moisture a little more than what the uh, forecasters are forecasting. Moat says advances in farming methods have improved crop production in years of low moisture. Lee Moats farms at Ryston and is a former chair of Pulse Canada. Ottawa has announced $691 million over 10 years to compensate supply-managed poultry and egg producers for Trans-Pacific Partnership market concessions. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Babot says the federal support will provide up to $122 million for prairie poultry producers. The majority of this investment 
close to $630 million over 10 years, will help poultry and egg farmers make any kind of investment on the farm that modernizes the operations, boosts competitiveness, and meets new market demands. For example, a producer could use the funds to improve ventilation, feeding, lighting, heating, or barn design, or invest in wind or solar energy to reduce costs and their environmental footprint. Every producer will be entitled to an amount proportional to their quota holdings on January 1st, 2021. For example, an average chicken producer who produces 450,000 kilos a year will have access to up to $120,000. An average turkey producer who produces 300,000 kilos per year will have access to up to $115,000. An average egg producer who produces 650 dozen, of, dozen eggs per year will have access to up to $110,000. And an average hatching egg producer who produces 3.4 million eggs per year will have access to up to $375,000. The Government of Canada will contribute up to 70% of the project cost. Funding of $36 million will also go to the Turkey Farmers of Canada and $25 million to the Chicken Farmers of Canada over 10 years for market development. About 1,000 of Canada's 4,800 chicken and turkey producers are based in the prairies. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by Canadian AgriBlend. Ask for the livestock products at your feed dealer or for a feed dealer near you. Call 1-800-340-2311. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were on the upswing during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says the largest price increase was in the 700 to 800 pound feeder steer category. Well, we've got good news this week. Feeder steer prices were steady to higher across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. So the largest price increase we saw there was in the 700 to 800 pound weight category, with those guys going up $3.83 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $196.58 per hundred weight. When we look at the 500 to 600 pound weight category, they also saw a nice increase of $2 per hundred weight, ending the week average, averaging $212.50 per hundred weight. And then we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category, they ended the week with an average price of $177.83 per hundred weight. We saw the same thing with the feeder heifers. They were, they were higher across the report weight categories as well. And so those girls went up anywhere between $1.03 per hundred weight to $3.12 per hundred weight. The largest price increase of that $3.12 was in the 700 to 800 pound category. They ended the week averaging $173 per hundred weight. The smallest increase we saw was in the 500 to 600 pound weight category with that $1.03 per hundred weight. They ended the week averaging $197.53 per hundred weight. And then we look at the higher weight category there, the 800 plus pound weight category. They ended the week with an average price of $160.06 per hundred weight. What were the factors pushing up the feeder cattle prices? Well, we had some big support coming from choice beef cutout prices. They continued to rise. They went up 
over $20 over, la- over the previous week's price. Uh, the futures markets were also on the rise last week. And it, you know, a bit of it boils down to seasonality. This is when some of those cash prices for feeder cattle start going up. And that boils down to supply demand. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 8,239 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. And that's down a little bit from 10,558 head during the previous week, but higher than 3,823 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with the market-ready cattle prices? So we got the fed cattle price for Alberta steers this week, or last week, sorry, was reported at $150.82 per hundred weight. We couldn't compare that to the previous week to the Easter holiday, but when you look at that at it against March 26th, it went up a couple bucks. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Ministry of Agriculture is holding weekly webinars this month to discuss mental health on the farm. They're designed to provide a brief overview of mental health, techniques to identify warning signs and strategies to make positive changes. The presentations from the Agricultural Health and Safety Network and Bridges Health, noting farmers are facing tremendous pressures in 2021. A webinar will be held tonight. That's April 14th, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Farmers can register on the Saskatchewan Agriculture website or contact the Agriculture Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw at 1-866-457-2377. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork, Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry, creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose fifteen eighty at six ninety three fifty seven. Lentils gained fourteen dollars at six seventy two fifty. Number one red spring wheat went up a dollar ninety one at two ninety twenty one. The rest were unchanged. Durham three fourteen sixteen. Feed barley two sixty seven sixty eight. Flax seven thirty forty seven. Oats two oh nine fifty three. Yellow peas three eighty three seventy and feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are up twelve and a half cents at six sixty one and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Assiniboia Livestock had a regular cow and bull sale on April 7th. The cows and bulls are up a couple cents from our last sale. Heifer X sold from 105 to 141. D1 and D2 cows sold from 82 to 95 cents. D3 cows sold from 63 to 75 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 114 to 121. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboya Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,400 hogs Tuesday. Selling in a range of 222 to 236 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,400 head. Selling in a range of 224 to 238 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 70 to 77 cents per pound of live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down one basis point with the daily exchange rate at 1.2554. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.63 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are steady to higher, with the Western Corn Belt region up 67 cents U.S. 100 weight. National showing no daily change 
and the National Cutout Adjusted Reference $1.37 higher relative to the previous day. Regional pricing has maintained a steady tack higher since the beginning of the year, and prices are at counter-seasonal historical highs for any marketing week on record except for 2014. Comparing daily prices to the three-year average weekly benchmarks, Western Corn Belt National and National Cutout Adjusted bases are up by 70%, 49%, and 48% respectively. In a refrain that is starting to sound repetitive, tight supplies and strong demand from all channels is providing ongoing supports, while the industry recovers from the U.S. COVID-19 plant disruptions experienced last year. Some analysts are suggesting a top may be in place in the futures after the three-month contracts locked limit low in the Monday session. The market moderated on Tuesday and is trading higher this morning, but has not yet recovered from the earlier losses. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI. Landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, Farmers, Insuring Farmers. The premiers of Saskatchewan, Alberta, Ontario, and New Brunswick have released a study on nuclear power. Alberta has also signed a Memorandum of Understanding on a Small Nuclear Reactor Memorandum previously signed by Saskatchewan, Ontario, and New Brunswick. With the addition of Alberta to the Memorandum of Understanding, all provinces have agreed to advance small modular reactors as a clean energy option to address climate change and regional energy demands. The study, released by the provinces, identifies three streams of reactor proposals for consideration. Stream 1 proposes a modular reactor of 300 megawatts constructed in Ontario by 2028. Subsequent units in Saskatchewan would follow, with the first reactor projected to be in service in 2032. Stream 2 involves two advanced small modular reactors developed in New Brunswick, being ready by 2030 and could start being deployed for industrial needs in Saskatchewan and Alberta. Stream 3 involves a new class of micro-small reactors designed to replace the use of diesel in remote communities and mines. A 5-megawatt gas cool demonstration project is underway in Ontario with plans to be in service by the year 2026. The next step is development of a joint strategic plan to be completed this spring. On the markets, the TSX is up 32 points at 19,236. The Dow has risen 190 points at 33,867. Oil is up 315 at 63.33 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 17 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.94 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.